Welcome to this episode of Tap Into College Golf. I'm your host, Brandy Jackson, founder of Brandy Jackson Golf, where young female golfers can come join the team in search of coaching, consulting, mentorship, and guidance on all things junior golf related and, of course, the college recruiting process. There's also access to an online course, or if you're looking for some fun girls golf lifestyle apparel, even added that to the collection last year. So be sure to go check out www.brandyjacksongolf.com. That's Brandy with an I. Welcome to this episode of Tap Into College Golf. A little different episode today and excited to maybe do some more of these episodes and bring a little different perspective besides all the coaches and then you all having to listen to me talk all the time. So I had a question come up this past week uh, about dealing with injuries and how to, you know, during the season and, you know, how to overcome them and and how to get past them. So I knew one of um, my fellow Furman alumni uh, had been dealing with some of these herself between her college career and then into playing, um, playing professionally now. So perfect timing, sent her a message yesterday and she's sitting here in my home office right now. Um, so excited to have Taylor Taylor Totland on here with me um, to talk some about um, her her process with a couple of different injuries she's had and, and just how she's overcome them and, and give some advice for you all out there who've maybe had some issues with injuries whether it's something chronic long term or whether it's you know a shorter setback and then how um, how you can kind of overcome those and, and get through that time of of dealing with the injury, and then coming back from it. So thanks for joining me, Taylor. Yeah, thank you for having me. All right. Like I said, we're here here in my home office, and hopefully um, sound quality, everything we were playing around with a little bit, uh, my first podcast episode in my office. So, um, But Taylor finished, um, kind of tell you just a little bit, and then going to let her talk about you know her journey with some of um, with her college career and into playing professionally and how that ties into some of her, uh, like some of her injuries. But um, you know, Taylor was at Furman. Well, after um, I finished, pretty sure she was probably in like elementary school when I was at Furman, I could imagine thinking. Um, so it makes me feel really old here. But uh, Taylor finished in 2017 and has been playing, you know, professionally over the last, I guess it would be your third or second year now or third full year? Second or third. Okay. Yeah. So tell us a little bit, um, did you have any injuries, we'll go kind of back to junior golf days, did you have any during your junior golf days that caused any, um, you know, during that time of maturity and in that time of life, did you ever deal with any during your junior golf days? Yeah, so I actually had two wrist injuries, one on my right wrist, one on my left. I had ganglion cyst, so I grew up playing a lot of soccer and basketball, and I think just from constantly doing that, developed cysts, and then got surgery in seventh grade and junior year of high school. Okay. How much did that um, affect, you know, like I said, your, did it keep you out of golf for long periods of time or did you, were you maybe able sometimes with the surgeries or anything to time those during? Because uh, Taylor's from New Jersey, so a little more of a um, kind of true off season that you would have to maybe be able to do that. Whereas in some areas you feel like, you know, there's really never an off season, I guess. Yeah, we definitely timed it off season, probably okay. October, November. And then it was usually a three-month recovery. Okay. Um, and so I had the sling on and then the brace. And yeah. then I was able to start chipping and putting slowly. Okay. So. But yeah, you're seeing a lot more. I don't feel like we didn't have that in junior golf. Um, I don't think we had injuries as much at all in junior golf. I mean, I think wasn't nearly as year-round. You know, sports in general mm-hmm. have obviously this, you know, specialization and, and over 
um, overuse injuries that you're seeing more and more than I think when we were coming through. I, I, that's why I you know, kind of wanted you on here because when I got this question, it hit me that you know, despite golf, volleyball, basketball, I had never really had any injuries. Yeah. I've had some aches and pains and, you know, little things here and there, but nothing that ever, like, kept me out for any length of time or my surgeries were post-career and those kinds of things. Um, and I, you just definitely didn't see it as much. We had a couple girls in college who had some wrists. The first mm-hmm. time I started, you started seeing some of those injuries, I think. Um, so I think some of the overuse just specialization, you know, that kind of stuff you're definitely seeing a little bit more, especially with wrist injuries with the girls. Oh, I don't yeah, know if definitely. there's – did they give you – have you heard or learned anything? This is more just my own curiosity of wrist injuries and what the doctors have said. You know, is there been more of a, you know, link to overuse in, in golf and females with wrist injuries more than something All my else? doctors told me overuse. Yeah. Um, so I actually originally played steel shafts. Okay. And then once I switched to graphite, it helped a little bit, but okay. it's still such a repetition yeah. movement for tendonitis where it really doesn't matter if you have a heavier shaft or not, you're still making that same repetitive motion. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, I'm, and that's some of what we're going to talk about a little bit is, you know, kind of feeling, figuring out that that line between mm-hmm. too much and, and not enough and wanting to be tough and, and you know, work through things and not... Um, but again, I, I, I do. I think there's there's got to be something there with some, especially as female golfers and developing that's not strong muscles that we have in your yeah. forearms and your wrist. And when you're, you know, you're putting that much impact on it, there's got to be uh, some repercussions of that. Um, you know, maybe I'll get somebody on here doctor-wise to kind of talk about that a little more in depth because I know I certainly don't, but yeah. I'm sure you've probably learned a few, th- few things through Ooh, your time yes. about it. So excited to kind of hear a little bit more about, um, like I said, what you've learned. So I said you had some tendonitis, and so you had two surgeries in high school, junior golf, right? You're saying? Or Seventh you're saying? grade and high school. Okay. So. Um, and then college-wise, what did you kind of deal with through your college career with injuries um, and anything? All or tendonitis, any- okay. uh, wrist and elbow. I had a concussion, um, sprained my ankle. Goodness. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. very injury-prone. Sounds like it, yeah. Very injury prone. Yes, it, uh, it sounds like it, which I, I think there are definitely some people, I think that, I feel like I, mine's always these little, I give me a hard time at the gym, I've always got some kind of bruise or cut or something on me, but um, again, thankfully nothing was too major that ever kept me out. Um, so now, you know, a little bit more kind of present day, you graduated in 2017, I think you said, um, right after graduated, you ended up getting sick and had to take medical that year. Mm-hmm. Um so kind of what happened there and, and how was that? You know, you're getting ready to start your professional career and all of a yeah. sudden you're sick and you kind of have a big setback with that. How was that? So I started in June professionally and then it's this thing called PCOS, polycystic ovary syndrome. Okay. Um, basically a sign for that is you gain a lot of weight and everything. Well, I lost like 15, 20 pounds. Wow. Um, that makes a big difference. It makes a golf. huge yeah. difference. So I was hitting the drives 200 yards if I cranked it. Um, so we didn't have any idea what was going on. I'm at a tournament, tournament in Michigan getting blood work done because my doctor thought I had leukemia. Goodness. Like, we had no idea. And then it got to the point where my parents were like, you need to come home. We don't know what's going on with you. We need to figure it out. So I eventually went to a doctor in Philadelphia, and they told me that I have PCOS and that my symptoms weren't regular. That's hmm. why they thought it was, it was cancer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they actually treat it with diabetes medicine. Wow. Okay. Which is, but it works, and I'm healthy, and everything's... Well, that's good. Now. Yeah. That's, that's good. All right. A little... Um, not injury necessarily, but at the same time, kind of that same process of mm-hmm. having to go through time away and, and figuring out what to do and what not to do. And I know there's some different girls, um, you know, through said junior golf days and, and, you know, that deal with some of those things between, like, the different just 
minor illnesses and, and then major things. Um, so how then do you, you know, what's some good ways, um, I know, again, for me, I had, mine was post-career, but I remember going through almost this, like, depression stage when I had foot surgeries because mm-hmm. I was so used to being active, and yeah. I'm much more active now even than when I was then, but, you know, I had foot surgery, I'm, it's the middle of winter, it's cold, like, I can't be active, I can't do things myself, I'm trying to do that on top of really feeling that pressure of playing competitively, mm-hmm. whether it's your livelihood in terms of money or whether it's junior golf in the sense of, you know, going through the recruiting process and all that. How do you not, you know, what, what's some things that you did to maybe keep you from just getting so down on yourself and, and you know, just um, trying to keep a good attitude through that, you know, when you yeah. just, you're, you're not able to do what, not just what you love, but sometimes what you feel like you need to be doing. Yeah. I mean, it was really hard for me. Looking back, I definitely was down and I, sat in bed a lot, watched a lot of Netflix, but then I kind of realized you need to surround yourself with your friends. Like you can't just, just because you have an injury or an illness or something, you still need to be around people and they're going to bring you up and fill your brain with books and read and don't just, yeah, I don't want to say good. bum out, but you know what I mean? Just come back to life a little bit because if you just sit around and mope, it's just going to be worse. Yeah, I, it's it's definitely, there's a, a girl I follow that does CrossFit or something and she just ruptured her Achilles and she said she kind of gave herself 24 hours or maybe 48 hours mm-hmm. to mope and be mad and then she yeah. said you know that's it she's you know within what she's allowed to do you know gonna do it all and it's like you said read books I mean I know there's a lot of girls out there who's gonna roll their eyes and say oh I hate reading I already have to read you know I already have to do work but you know taking time to learn you know learn more about mm-hmm. those kinds of things um you know, find something hobby-wise that maybe helps good, you know, hand-eye coordination or something that yeah. you can do. You know, always just trying to do things just to keep you engaged and, you know, give yourself a little bit of a break and, and let your body heal. But at the same time, um, you know, there's only only so much you can sit there and beat yourself up about and not kind of just have to click back into the real world. And like you said, keep yourself around people and, and you know, hopefully you've got good friends and family who can yeah. help keep you motivated. And if not, then you know, maybe that's time to find somebody that can help you with all that. Um, and, and with that, I think that's something else to talk a little bit about is I know it's something that any athlete of any caliber, I think, that has any passion for playing struggles with the balance between, you know, when do you, when do you really truly need to take rest because something's hurting or, you know, you've got an injury and when, you know, when do you just kind of have to push through and play, whether it's a um, you know, maybe we'll talk about a little more from a practice perspective right now. Of you know, do you have anything that you've kind of learned of you know when your body just says you know hey I need to rest it's okay, um, or the, the reverse side of it of when you have to just kind of tell yourself tell yourself you know it's it's gonna hurt just tuck it up and, and play. What's some um, some things as far as that goes that you might have experienced or some of it? So I definitely experienced both of them. Yeah. Um, I was pretty stubborn in college, so when I had an injury, I just wanted to keep playing and keep playing and keep playing yeah. um didn't do me any good yeah so um, everyone's pain tolerance is different so they all know what kind of a little bit of pain feels like and then they know what a lot of pain feels like yeah if you're at the little bit of pain and you're not going to do any more damage to your body it's fine to keep going in practice um tournaments you kind of kick it into gear a little yeah. bit when you feel that coming um but you really just need to listen to your body when that stuff pops up yeah, it's. It, I think it's like you said. It is about listening to your body, which I know to a lot. It's it's easier said than done. Oh, it's so you much know. easier said than yeah, done. Yeah, because like I said, your your mind's telling you one thing, your body's telling you another. Yeah. Again, with these junior players who are going through the recruiting process and they're worried, you know, 
that they're going to post a bad number or, you know, or if they, they don't play, then it's going to look bad that they withdraw. It's a lot of emotions to go through. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, again, everybody's got different pain tolerance. Everybody has, you know, some injuries or and sicknesses and illnesses are legitimately reasons yeah. not to play and not to compete. And then there are some, I mean, it's, it's life in general. People use them as excuses and people yeah. use them as reasons, you know, to, to withdraw just because you're playing bad or, you know, maybe being a little lazy about it or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that is reality. You, you know, you don't want that to be the case, but it is. Um, so, I, yeah, I think you just kind of have to dig deep and, and figure out you know, really what's best for for the long term and, and really where is that that reasoning coming from, I think, for wanting to, to keep playing or not play and then just kind of asking yourself that. Because um, you do, I think you do see some that, you said maybe you're more injury prone and have it happen more often. Mm-hmm. And then you have ones who, you know, I said I was very injury prone to yeah. a degree in terms of just dumb stuff, never dealt with a lot of like major injuries and illnesses mm-hmm. through it. So sometimes when people do get that way, sometimes the first thing I want to say is, oh, just suck it up and just play, you know. But yeah. I know that's not the case. I know that there, you know, like I said, there are major injuries and there's things that you're going to do more damage to or, or mm-hmm. things where, you know, like I said, your wrist, you start to flinch. You start to, yeah. you know, you I start mean, to I was scared change. to hit the golf ball. If I took a break and then I came back, I was scared to make impact yeah. with the ground because I was like, I don't want it to start hurting again. And, all and then you don't want to start compensating your swing. Mm-hmm. You know, again, there's a lot to think about with it is more damage. Does your swing start to kind of make compensations for injuries? I think mm-hmm. that's where having a really good team of uh, you know, whether it's doctors or trainers and, and your swing coach who can kind of all be on the same page is obviously important, who understand and know how to, you know, how to work around it, when to tell you you need to rest or when yeah. to say, you know, no, you're, you know, you can't keep doing this, you're going to make things worse kind of yeah. thing. Uh, interesting. Like I said, it's, uh, I'm really glad to have this, you know, have this question come up. Um, you know, I'm sure there's lots of different things to talk about with it. Um trying to think for you know from a junior perspective I said you got these young girls kind of going through um going through the the recruiting process so maybe anything that you can think that um maybe some advice for them you know um injury or or not I guess but uh, as we're talking about injuries you know any of them that might be going through some injuries that are really stressing about you know their future in terms of playing golf or, or you know impressing coaches and through the recruiting process you know obviously you went through that I know it's been I guess now for you eight nine years ago again I know I know I'm so well when you say a lot that was me I'm thinking you graduated 2017 (laughs) so that was about 2012 2011 I guess it was when you graduate high school 2013 so you were 2011 to 13 or so that you were going through and it's 2020 so you're I know it goes fast welcome to Welcome to the real world yeah. and life after college where it just kind of like, phew, it just takes off. Um, but what's some advice that you have, you know, having gone through that process yourself, kind of a little more in this modern age of recruiting, yeah. um, it's a little more competitive, it, it's more, um, you know, it's, it's just, I feel like it's definitely a lot more stressful. Um, and what's some things for some of the juniors out there who might be going through that same, those same things? So I don't really remember much because New Jersey, our season was basically half and half, but I know in college... Um, Looking back, I definitely wish I thought more big picture. Mm-hmm. So if I skipped a day of practice or if my coaches told me, hey, T, you, know, you need to take a day off or two, rest your body, um, I knew that was going to benefit me. I'd rather miss a day of practice than miss a tournament. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't realize go. that in college. I was like, well, I want to practice. I want to do this. I want to do yeah. that. But Good. Yeah. I like that thought of you'd rather miss a day of practice than miss a day of tournament. Mm-hmm. I think that's uh, definitely a good way of kind of thinking about it. 
and not, you know, not to, again, not to be lazy or to use it as an excuse, but, yeah. you know, like you said, you'd rather, if it takes resting to make sure you get through the tournament days, that's obviously the more important yeah. part of that particular time period. And that's something I definitely apply more now as a professional where I have my coaches to do it. And again, I was stubborn. I was like, no, yeah. I don't want to listen to you. Like, I want to yeah. go hit balls. I want to go play. They're like, they knew what was best for me at that moment when yeah. I didn't realize that a day of practice won't hurt. Yeah. Well, a day of practice won't not hurt me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I, I've had some girls ask. I had one um, reach out to me just through social media not too long ago that said, you know, what, you know, what's your thoughts on taking, you know, even just be t- taking a couple of days off or something. I'm like, well, if you're asking me this, then you probably need that time off because there's something telling you, you know, you need it. Um, again, it's just with our training, I'm no professional athlete in terms of training. I love doing it and we stay on a pretty good program. We specifically set days that if I showed up at the gym, um, one of the guys I trained with would tell me to get out probably and say, no, like this, you know, you do not need to be here. Your mm-hmm. body needs, you know, and it's the same philosophy. And yeah, I think that rest. is accepting that and not being so stubborn about it, I think is as much part of the process as it is, you know, being, absent from it I think in a way is you you know you got to be able to do that and, and not push so hard that like he said it's a long process it's a long road it's a lot of golf in college oh, yeah. um you know it may mean that you can't think of it so much in the sense that if you don't do so much that it means you're going to miss you know the opportunity to play in college um you've got to be able to like he said see long term for mm-hmm. what it's going to be and I think it's hard to see that when you're 15 16 oh, years old just grinding and, and even in college it's hard to see it because you just like you said you want to be out there doing everything you can to mm-hmm. try to get better. Yeah. Um, so that, that's good. I, I, I do think each timeline, you get a little different perspective from it where, you know, I think in junior golf, it's your, probably your parents that are going to be one way or another in terms of, you know, are you really on your own in terms of the, the time off? And then obviously in college, it's a little more of your coach and then you kind of mm-hmm. go back out on tour. And a lot of times it's kind of back to your own discretion yeah, again. And you. Yeah, because, I mean, yeah, you've got, you know, coaches, you got people around you, but nobody really is there to tell you, what to do and what not to do mm-hmm. and, and when to do it. And, you know, it's kind of up to you and you're yeah. kind of on your own kind of thing. So, well, anything else? Um, I mean, I think this has been some good insight for some of those going through. Like I said you've had a variety of more chronic, you know, kind of issues that you have, unfortunately, have to continue to deal with. Um, I mean, maybe I guess one other question is, you know, not to be a, a Debbie Downer negative to it, but, I mean, you know, how hard is it to know that this is something that may always be an issue um, but, you know, for, to be, to do something that you love, um, does it, you know, worry you or what's something to kind of help you continue to play knowing that this is maybe something you have to always, you know, potentially deal with in order to do the thing that you love, you, you know, love doing? Yeah, I mean, it definitely did concern me, but then as you get older and you get more mature, you kind of learn different ways to deal with it. Yeah. So now since I'm living here, I go to physical therapy two times a week for just preventative stuff, um, I realized how important working out is. Yeah. Because if you, I mean, especially the smaller joints, if you're working them out, that prevents injury down the road. And I didn't do a ton of that in college. We yeah. had our Tuesday, Thursday workout yeah. days. And yeah. That was the extent of it. But now it's like, okay, well, if I have stronger muscles, I won't get injured as much, even though, like, lower back, wrist, anything. Yeah. So definitely putting more time in the gym, and it helps with injury prevention. Good, yeah. Uh, you know, again, I know there's that – everything has that balance that thin line yeah you know especially when you first get in the gym and working out as a you know as an athlete there's some soreness and aches and pains and all that and some people blame injuries on that but if you see the bigger picture for what you're probably preventing mm-hmm. and if you're doing it in the right setting um you know you're you're prolonging injuries or you're preventing them from flaring up and yeah. that kind of thing so 
good, uh, really good there. Um, well, any other last thoughts? Um, you know, I know you're getting ready to head out here pretty soon to go play, and yeah. um, I lived that life for nine, eight, nine years. Um, you know, I can't say I, I miss it at this point. There was so much fun to it, so much good to it. Um, so how, um, what are you most excited about maybe for this coming season and everything? Well, this season, I think I had a really good preparation in the off season. Okay. Got a new personal trainer, uh, working with a new putter coach, got all new clubs, works with a new swing instructor. So there's a lot of good, a lot of new stuff, a lot good of new vibes, st- yeah. good energy. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. You know, kind of nerve wracking always starting a new season when you haven't played competition since October. Yeah. Um, so definitely some nerves there, but excited to see what's going to happen. Awesome. Well, excited to see how the year goes for you. Hopefully, you stay injury free and so. you know illness free and car accident free and everything yeah. else while you're out there because um, I know we're gonna have some episodes that talk a little bit more about getting into that transition from college golf out to playing on tour but wanted to keep this one a little more specific to injuries but maybe have you back on or, or snag some of the other girls that are in that like prime of transition um, I said it's right at way I don't know how many years I don't even know how many years when I made that transition and and so much that you learn and, and oh, you know you learn a lot yeah it's I, unbelievable it's uh, I joke that like you know there's such a maturity you know you get married you have kids and all that and then there was this maturity we went through we were literally traveling across the world yeah. by yourself you know and so much different now than, than when I did it but it, it is such a process and, mm, and yeah. a lot of fun but yet it's a grind, oh, it's um, a grind so right. excited to kind of host that episode sometime soon and then let the junior girls hear about the the real kinds of ins and outs between behind playing golf, playing professional golf. Yeah. But till then, we'll wrap this up. Um, hopefully, this was some good insight for all of you out there. Um, really appreciate Taylor coming and joining me. Um, like I said, another fellow Furman, um, Furman Paladin, who um, represented being a Furman Paladin very well there and, and proud to be a, um, a fellow alumni with her. And wish you all the best this season. Thank and, and thank you again for joining. And thanks to everybody out there for joining in this episode of Tap Into College Golf. Thanks for having me. Thank you.